Ladies and welcome to the 426 and Directors of the Podcast. I'm as always, I'm Tyler. And joining me with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? I'm wide awake. Well, to be perfectly frank with you, I'm on point. I feel like a million bucks. Part of it has to do with the NFL draft. I feel like the Niners absolutely did a fantastic job. I feel satisfied with what they've done. Trey Lance, I'm having big hopes and expectations for. At the same time, it's like it's going to be one of those moves where I don't think we're going to see a lot of the fruits of the labor going through for the beginning for like the 2021 season, but I feel like next year, like the season after that, man, it's probably going to be one of those ones where we may see some of the end results. It all depends upon how he does. But of the NFL draft, man, I have been playing some fun games. This has been basically like kind of like an interesting sort of week, considering I'm like on my vacation time right now. So bitch. I took off yesterday, today. As a recording, that's like Friday, Saturday. I have my normal Sunday and Monday off, and I have Tuesday off. So it's like five days of just getting random stuff done. I'm currently, for those that are listening right now, I'm just describing, I'm kind of trying to reorganize a bit of the room, so it's like, I've gone through my bookcase, I'm trying to get a whole bunch of things for the Twitch streamers right here, where it's like, Ooh. I'm trying to get a whole bunch of this Mount Rushmore-like-esque type of things all sorted accounted for, because man, it's like, being a collector of video games, of physical games, man, it's a big pain in the ass if you don't have a lot of room for it. I understand. I don't, understand. <sighs> well, I don't have. I'm sorry. I don't have the issue with physical games. I because I, I, I traded in my Xbox One X today. I traded in my PS4 Pro hey. a couple weeks ago when I upgraded. I got like 250 bucks for both of them a piece. Damn, so man, that's pretty I mean, fucking awesome. Yeah. So that's I, I basically I, like my next eight games have been bought for trading those in. But for people in the background, for me, can see I, that's just one shelf of just shit of just fun. <laughs> this is my third party shelf. Well. So I have another shelf that's on the other side of the apartment, on the other side of my TV stand. You can't see it in the stream. Um, that's just my Amiibos. And it is completely full except for the bottom has the NES Classic and SNES Classic. But everything else, the top to bottom, is completely full of just Amiibos. Like, there's no room. I, I bought, like, three more, and I had to start pushing shit around. It's bad. Um, and then this one right here is just, like, I have at the very bottom is my is my Fast and Furious cars. Um, that I have my model cars. I have my next shelf up. I have my couple books, like our art books, and then my Xbox Lite. And then there's a couple of Gears of War characters. I could just now notice. I could see in the corner there that uh, Marcus Phoenix fell down. The next shelf up is just an amalgamation of mostly Sony stuff, and then Baby Yoda, and then some more place just up behind it. The next one up is basically three Keanu Reeves Funko Pops, and then a giant Keanu Reeves from um, Cyberpunk statue and then there's the goose um, there's an Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers Funko Pop that I'm probably about to burn um, <laughs> and then up top is my last Guardian statue which is my pride and joy uh, besides Louie and then uh, two solid snake statues up there and then I got my Ask a Wada biography up there so. and I have an extra life light that's on, that my John Wick's Funko Pop sits on so, yeah. mm. god damn I understand, Gables. Uh, from not from a game, I have a problem of buying collectibles rather than buying games. Which honestly, I should probably just buy games at this point because, well, I buy games, but I mostly buy digital. But and I trade them in, so you can't trade these fuckers in. Uh, They're not worth anything. 
Oh no, man, I can't really trade anything in at this point either because my fucking used game store closed down in the last yeah, couple sure. months. So it's like, all you can do, yeah, all I you can, can do is donate. Man, yeah, that's that's the biggest bullshit thing about it, man. It's like I, even if I wanted to get rid of some of the systems, like say the PS4 Pro or whatever the fuck, I can't do that unless I want to try to go forth and try to sell it online, which I could, yeah, I should, but. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much easier just to drive to a town over and just try to, you know what, go to the pawn shop. Hey, what are you going to give me for this? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, they're never going to give you decent value for it. So, yeah, like I, I, went up to, I went up today uh, and traded um, a PS4 Pro. I traded in a few weeks ago, and they got 250 bucks for that. And then mm. they, had a, they had a deal again. I traded in my Xbox One X, and then I traded in It Takes Two because we beat it. Yeah, I'm never going to play it again. well. Yeah, I paid forty bucks for it. Turned around, and got twenty seven for trading in today. So hell, that's a deal. Thirteen dollars. That's a really that's a great deal. That's because a great they had deal, some, man. I mean, fuck, yeah, they had some they had some like really great trade in deals. That's like, I usually I make a pre I don't make a profit, but I, I GameStop. This might be why they're going out of business because I go there not too not super often, but I go there a decent amount. And what I do is usually I trade shit in. I wait till there's like deals, or I wait till I have like enough points or shit, like something like that or whatever, like. I got like uh, Assassin's Creed uh, Valhalla last year for like brand new on PS5 for like eight bucks, and a couple weeks before that I got Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War for like seventeen dollars because I, I get points or like there's trade in deals or something like that, and then I turn around I trade all those games in and I got like ninety dollars for 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 trade and trade in value. So yeah, they're probably losing money off me at this point. So yeah, probably. Um, yeah, so this, this maybe this is why they're going out of business because their dedicated customers are are scamming them <laughs> for for money. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, and then I I, I trade that shit in and I buy digital I buy PlayStation bucks to buy digital games. So whoops, um, yeah. But I'm sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead, Gables. But anyway, I was just finishing up. I want to hand this off to you, Tyler, because I know you got some important news to let our listeners know about. Yeah. So, um, really shitty news. I found out just a. A handful of hours ago today uh we are kind of pirate radio right now gables we don't have a home uh after almost eight years this month it's now may we started memorial day weekend uh the saturday before memorial day in 2013 so almost eight years now it's may 1st as we're recording this um no we're done recording it'll be may 2nd um we have been i've been using this same account paying for the with uh Lipson. Uh, paying for this, it's been our ho- it's been our podcast host for whenever you know I edit the show, I put it on there and it puts it on everything, uh, YouTube, uh, po- uh, Apple, Spotify, whatever. Like I always say, we're on everything. Like follow, subscribe, whatever. Those are gone. Uh, I found out today they're gone. Um, Lipson has uh, got rid of our feed. They have closed our feed. Um, uh, and it was very demoralizing. I mean, it's fun. We're kind of, we laugh at it cause there's nothing else we can do uh, at this point. Um, but, uh, basically eight years of us talking and thousands of hours of podcasting, um, potentially might be gone right now. Our YouTube channel and our Twitch channel, the only two things that work. Um, and I've, I've spent the last five hours, uh, before we got on here, uh, setting up a new one. I'm working on it. Hopefully we can get, but like, those feeds that we've been on for years are now gone. Um, nothing we can do. It sucks. We can't tell. Because um, like I always say 99% of our listeners are are audio. Like we have very we have very few view, views and listeners 
on YouTube or Twitch. Like we, we might have one or two people pop in on Twitch. We might get a handful of listeners on YouTube, but we were, we were doing, I mean, I never talk about numbers, but we were averaging about 4,500 listeners a month, which isn't a lot, but that's a lot. That's amazing for us. Um, oh, yeah. And we have no way of telling them other than Facebook and Twitter, which most people don't. Like we have, I think, uh, 100. Most of our listeners don't even follow us on like Facebook or Twitter. So Yeah, like, I mean, to be dark. fair, we don't really post a lot on there either. The only time we post is when the new episode comes up sure. or like to say, hey, we're going to be on Twitch here in a little bit. So that's partially on us for not being active enough. But also, I mean, we're this is a fun thing that we do. Uh, we, you know, we literally pay month money every month to do this. That's the frustrating is like, you know, spend 20 plus dollars a month for this service, which I mean, it's not a lot, but it's something, uh, over, t- over eight years. That's a lot of fucking money. Um, and basically what happened it, yeah, we, so I fucked up. It's my fault. Uh, but in like January or February, I, I went back and I kind of figured it out. Um, episode 81 of the podcast. And it was, it was, I think it was February or January of 2014. We were joking around about the place or the PlayStation, the Super Bowl halftime show um, from 2014 with Katy Perry performed at halftime. And I played a snippet of fireworks by Katy Perry in that podcast. And we got a DMCA takedown for that uh, on April 13th. But unfortunately, I got the email for it, but the email went to my junk email. So I never saw it. Um, I got a thing from uh, basically the email and it. Just said that um, they that from Lipson said that hey uh, you got like just copied us into the email that this happened we took that we took that podcast down um, and because you didn't take down and this is the only email I got I have no other warnings besides this one uh, because you didn't take this down we are now closing your channel at the end of the month so today is the first I go on our Lipson to just see you know I don't just whatever go on there and look. I go, I'm like, okay, I go and look and it says you have no account or we, I have an account, but I don't have uh, a channel with them. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I go and I'm like, you know, it wants me to create something new. I'm like, what the fuck is this going on? And I go, I go through all the shit, find out, uh, Katy Perry tried to kill the podcast basically. Um, and, uh, so yeah, so I, I'm, I've been look. I spent a lot of time Googling around. Cause like I said, we've been using Lipson since, well, Jake set up the account originally and I just took it yeah. over, um, and uh, he said it all for us, and then I took over, and uh, just been doing that since the beginning. And uh, yeah, so I had to like re remember how to like update all, like make all new sh- feeds for everything. Uh, working on it, I've started up with a new. Um, come find out, Gables. There's a lot of cheaper places that are better than Lipson. I'm not trying to talk shit about Lipson. You know, like I said, I fucked up. It's my bad. It's just crazy that over seven years later, this happens. I'm kind of yeah. pissed, really, because we had. You know, most places give you three strikes and you're out. They send me an email. Saying, basically gave you one email yeah. and just decided to delete everything. Yeah. So I don't, I mean, like I said, I'm trying to, maybe something, maybe they got another one. I didn't miss, I missed it. I don't know. But I went back and I looked. I can't find anything else besides this. Um, I didn't delete. I went through my deleted file, my folder and there's nothing in there from Lipson either. Um, so yeah, um, that's where we're at right now. Uh, I'm in the process of, um, setting up this new thing. I made new feeds, but these feeds will take time to basically be approved by like Apple and Spotify and audible. Always play. Like, like I said, we are on everything. And the only thing downside with this is that they don't have all the same places we were on before. Um, I think, but they have, they have most. And then a couple of new ones that the other ones didn't have. Uh, so yeah. Uh, 
that's pretty it's been pretty demoralizing pretty depressing um i'm hoping i have all of the apple podcasts i have all the podcasts downloaded on my computer from via itunes um so i'm hoping i can trans like find a way to work because i'm not i'm not a savvy computer guy at all um like uh like i've this shit barely runs. Like my computer is making noises that I didn't even know. It's not built to do a lot. And we're, you know, just took me a lot of time just to figure out how to do the bare minimum of Twitch streaming and then doing a video podcast. Um, so yeah, so I'm working on that and I'm trying to decide, cause this is now the third time Gables that we're going to have like, start uh, from zero. Yeah. So we started from zero when we started the podcast initially. And yeah. then about 50 something episodes in, I can't remember exactly what it was when we changed names jake accidentally deleted the the instead of changing the name he just deleted the fucking channel the first time yep and then we changed names and uh deleted lost all our followers didn't tell all the followers hey we're, we're changing names so they had no idea we changed we installed over again and it took us for took us years to get back to where we were and we far past what that was yep uh and now we're starting all over again uh with no way of telling people other than through Twitch and YouTube, which, like I said, 99.9% of our listeners don't follow, subscribe to, or look at. So um, I'm hoping there's a way to get um, that back. And I'm also like, like it, it sucked because I put a lot of time into put it, taking all those podcasts that were from the old channel, they're the first channel we did, bring them onto the second channel that we've been on for years now. Um, you know, literally have to transfer all that shit over. It takes, I mean, a lot of time uh, uh, to upload onto that and then type out the entire show notes for the show takes out. It took me hours to do and a lot of time and days do. Um, and now I'm going to do it all over again, but instead of doing 60 podcasts, I have 425 podcasts to do. Uh, so I'm trying to decide if it's worth going back and re up redoing that. If, even if I can, I don't know if I can, um, but I mean, all those podcasts are on YouTube. Um, they just might not be in our feed, which sucks. I'm not happy. Like, uh, yeah. So it's it's pretty shitty. Um, yeah. So like I said, it's my fuck up. It's my bad. But it's just something that happened set over seven years ago. I didn't think to come to bite us in the ass. Um, now, but I mean, that's just something that like that's the world we're in with. Like, we that's been an issue with like a lot of like a lot of big, you know, that have millions of listeners and followers and shit like that um you know they they talk about like they're they're struggling with issues of dmca takedowns and sh- copyright strikes and shit like that and uh you know every for, for years now i stopped doing that a long time ago stopped using because there's a handful of times i've used copyrighted music put it in on a podcast in the very beginning it's because i was you know fuck around learning audacity and stuff oh, it'd be funny to put this in here um you know that's come back to bias in the ass um all these years later so now everything we use like we we use with permission or it's it's free to use stuff, um, so yeah. Um, hopefully, uh, people are find can find us, um, and hopefully, maybe we'll get some new listeners out of it. I don't know, but it's it's just depressing, you know. Like I said, forty five hundred list, uh, forty five hundred downloads every month. Um, that's a, I'm super happy. Like like I said, we don't we don't do this for. We don't do this. I mean, like I, we have five listeners. I'm fine with that. We, I, I think Gables and I would do this podcast. We could just do this without even streaming it or podcasting it. We just, I think we just do it, but we just, we love doing this. It's fun for us to do. Like I said, it costs us money and we both have, we have full-time jobs. 
We have a lot of shit outside of work, out, you know, outside mm-hmm. of work to do. We pay for our own games. You know, it's like, yep. I, now if people want to send us review copies of shit, I'm not going to complain about it. PlayStation, if you want to send me a copy of, of Ratchet and Clank early, please do. Um, I'm not going to complain. I'm probably going to, I would rave about a game whether I paid 70, 80 bucks for it anyways. If you want to send me a free copy. And Gable's a free copy. And, hey, Capcom, <laughs> if you want to send me a, a sex doll of Lady D from Resident Evil 8. And it all comes full circle. Then oh, it's going to be a full-on circle jerk, Gables, is what it's going to be. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fly to you, and we're going to have a good old-fashioned threesome with that fucking sex oh, doll. Oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, we're going to do it. We don't, have to, we don't have to look eye to eye. We could just, it's going to happen. <laughs> we're not going to cross streams or anything, but yeah. So um, that's where we're at, you know, like I said, uh, it, I think, uh, you know, it, it's demoralizing a little bit, um, but we're going to keep doing the show. It's not going to change anything for us as far as, you know, doing the show, doing it weekly, um, but it's just going to be kind of square one again uh, people are gonna be like oh wow they've been they have 400 and some odd episodes they just start at four like i uploaded the last two episodes um they should be up on some things um and next week i'll talk about i'll, I'll give updates as far as like where we're at where we're gonna be right now uh we are not in everything we're all, we're all we are on some things um and then we're on Podbean if people use that that's the service we're using now and it's a little cheaper and it's actually way better for us like Lipson, we're paying so much a month and getting 400 megabytes of space a month, which a lot of times we were going over. So we had to upgrade, we had to pay more or we we're you know getting close to. Um, so with this new service, it's a little bit cheaper and we don't have to, it's unlimited space. So which is, that's fucking awesome. So when there's months where we do six, seven podcasts or we spend, we go two hours talking about nonsense. It's not going to kill us later on down the month or when E3 happens and we're recording 11 podcasts in one month or six podcasts in one week, you know, we'll be fine there, which is awesome. And I wish I would have seen this stuff earlier. I wish this, I wasn't happening because of these circumstances, because I, I would, if I knew about this a long time ago, I would have switched this a long time ago. Um, like I said, I'm not trying to talk shit about lip syncs, whatever we, fu- uh, I fucked up. It's my bad. Um, but whatever. Um, other than that, Gables, it's been an okay week. Kind of sucked. I had to work today. Um, I was looking forward to, uh, uh, you know, sitting down playing some games today. It's been a long week. It's hot as fuck, Gables. Um, so not not hot. It's like 80s right now, and I still haven't got my spring clothes yet from work. So I'm gonna have to. I have to wear pants and a long sleeve shirt every day to work. So that sucks. And our trucks don't have AC. Terrible. Fucking terrible. And I drive on I drive on dirt roads all day, so you can't have the windows down. Uh, so uh, it's been a it's been ball soup city for the last <laughs> week. Um, and I'm, I'm too stubborn to turn the AC on. So I got a, it's fucking hot. I'm sweating right now. And then I, I got a fan going on over here. I'm hoping, hopefully it doesn't pick up on my audio, but it doesn't look like it is. But, uh, doing okay. You know, work today, whatever is a long day, but, uh, you know, um, it was funny though. Actually, I, I posted on our, our Twitter and our Facebook, uh, um, junk nerds, Twitter and Facebook profiles, whatever. And about, a, about the show. And I retweeted it. And, and Jake, who was the co-founder of junk nerds podcast, He's like, what the fuck did you guys do to get in trouble now? And I told him the circumstances. He's like, it's like, oh. so Katy Perry listened to the podcast and she didn't like it. I'm like, yeah, basically. And I told him, hey, if we if we get sued, I'm throwing you, I'm throwing you under the bus because uh, technically this was all your idea. And uh, so and you're the mastermind. And we just you left. 
you were on the podcast and here we are so it's it's really jake's fault um so blame jake actually um is really what i'm saying hashtag blame jake hashtag blame jake that should be our that's gonna be a new thing i'm gonna put that in here hashtag blame jake where's hashtag there it is blame jake there we go i was gonna like make that a a, try to get that the trend and uh like he's just gonna be like what what the what what i do it's kind of like like a couple weeks ago they had that big like the battle the battle royale the battle of the joshes do you see this shit on online uh, Battle the Joshes. There's like there's this fucking it's it's like it's like it started as a joke online of these people like like the one true Josh kind of thing of like people like only one like and it's like someone started like there's like Facebook messaging group but it's just like at the top it's just Josh 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 because oh everybody in the group was named Josh so they like they 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 basically made like online flyers essentially of like there's like gonna be a battle the last man standing will be the one true Josh and this just shows all these like people named Josh. Showing up to this like field with those like spaghetti noodles for like in the water the the pools and shit people use, like fighting with those, to, like oh all God. these Joshes getting that are fighting and there's like some little kid one is really cute and funny but yeah, um I don't even know where where I'm going with that but that, that happened that's pretty funny look that up it's really charming it's really cute and and a and a pretty uh, bleak world nowadays it was a fun little thing to see, but uh speaking of making things trend gables Terry fucking Cruz. Uh, star of Brooklyn Nine Nine, uh, was that was that fucking that White Girls? What was that movie with the Wayne Brothers? White chicks. White chicks. Yes. Um, incredible. I love him. I'm a big fan of Brooklyn Nine Nine, but he's fucking hilarious and everything he's in. So he's you know bigger. He's a popular actor. Been around for a long time. Love him. Uh, he uh, he just tweeted localized mother three, um, and that's all he posted on Twitter. I don't know where April thirtieth. On at one seven p.m. at one seventeen p.m. Um, so yeah, uh, there's an article I'm, I'm looking at from IG in here. So which means uh, it's Friday, which means it's another week on with no news of other three coming to the West. It's been fifteen years and ten days since the launch uh, in Japan, uh, and in the and, and ideas of the localization have long felt like a pipe dream. Well, T- Terry Cruz is trying to change that on Twitter. Cruz left a simple and clear message for Nintendo, saying nothing besides localized Mother Three. While Cruz uh, wishes certainly won't sway Nintendo one way or another, it's already adding fuel to the ho- the hype train with dozens of folks vo- voicing their approval for uh, <laughs> Mother uh, Mother Three. So it, it's funny, Gables. You you, you sent the like the uh, article to me uh, to me about it, and I'm like, I'm like, I think we should take credit for this. Is what I'm saying. If Mother Three happens in the next twelve months, it's because of us because we're the ones that made the joke about how Reggie has Mother Three. And then Flash, just a few weeks ago, Reggie says he has Mother 3. He's like, he has Mother 3 downloaded and it's in his backlog. Probably a joke, but whatever. And now we got Terry motherfucking Cruz out here saying, localize Mother Mother 3. He's a big, large man. He's like Jax from fucking Mortal Kombat. He can squish our heads with his bare fucking hands. I ain't fucking with that guy. So if everybody over there, if you don't want that to happen to you, Look, I don't even go fuck about Earthbound, not one fuck. But I don't want to piss off Terry Crews. So let's—he's like Godzilla, basically. Like he'll go there and fucking kill them all, kill them all, kill us all. All of us will be will be dead if we know this doesn't happen. So let's make this motherfucking thing happen. Like we got we got we got Earthbound beginnings, mm-hmm. uh, like what six years ago. Yep. And then that was it, and it sold extremely well on Wii U. Yeah. On Wii U, Gables, we. 
fucking you. It sold extremely well. I don't know what that means. Is it like six copies? Because that's like we established before the podcast. We were joking around before the, po- the podcast that like who the fuck owns a Wii U besides you and I and six other people. And those six other people are Justin who has 12.6 million Wii U's in his closet somewhere. This is a joke that we made for the podcast. Uh, and I, I'm starting to begin. So I'm thinking now Justin has a, has a closet full of just 12 point some odd million Wii's, Wii U's. And he bought a copy of, Wii, of Earthbound Beginnings of every single one of them. Either that, man. He has three daughters and none of them. Will, I'm sorry to cut you off. He has three daughters. None of them will go to college because we had to make, we had to, he had to buy Earthbound Beginnings 12.6 million times. Could you just imagine him just opening up his closet with just a whole bunch of his Wii U stuff just going through and just falling off the top shelf and him just looking down right there. And you just have like this little vignette. Like a vignette with like a little poster thing that he just crudely drawn of the letter. Just like just <laughs> right on the back Tria. of this thing, you know, where it's like, oh, soon they'll release the This DLC. is how Trio, Trio, Studios, <laughs> Trio Studios is still open to this day because of Justin buying multiple copies of, of those games. He's, he just oh, has, he just the has letter is 99 down, like, cents. One hand on the poster, you know, and it's like all of a sudden it's like, oh, man, if only they release it on Switch. Every every Sunday, him and his family, they don't go to church. They just get dressed up and they, they sit in front of like this of Eli from Treefall Studios. We're going real deep into Treefall Studios jokes here, guys. So bear with us. It's a, it's a funny ass I, uh, studio that we make fun of all the time. Um, not trying to be a dick, but their games are bad. But anyways. I just imagine him and his family get all dressed up and they just go to like the living room and there's just like a statue of Eli from the, the creator of Tree Fall Studios, really the only employee of Tree Fall Studios. And it's just like him, like with his arms out like this. And they just like pray to him every Sunday. And then like they, they talk about like they like they have like the instruction manual of the letter. And that's their prof. That's like their Bible. <laughs> that, that's right. That's, uh, that's what I think of. This is, I don't know why on this. Yeah, this kids that are like playing toys or something like that. And so like regular toys, just the perplexing orbs. <laughs> it's, like it's like daddy we want to play Fortnite. no no this is a perplexing orb house we don't you play that play smut in this house orb. that is not the maze <laughs> that is Fortnite's. what is it that you're playing you're playing super mario odyssey no we're fucking playing pitter pot <laughs> I think oh. I just gave myself an aneurysm just thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Gable's having like PTSD flashbacks of playing Pitterbot. Um, <laughs> you know how some great. war veterans get flashbacks of the traumatic events they've endured? Well, for some of us gamers, we have post-traumatic stress from past experiences of playing terrible games. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you come across one game, especially if it's that one game that out of nowhere just absolutely just pisses you off or you just get that familiar type of syndrome it just gets you into that state oh for me for platformers i gotta admit man pitter pop which is one of those types of experiences where it's like i love 3d platformers that was probably one of the worst ones i've ever played i'm so happy <laughs> you lost that bet for extra life so for people that don't know because we're on new feeds now which there's a lot of uh deep jokes we were making Justin, uh, my best friend of almost 30 years, um, was a podcast host with us for a few years. Uh, Treefall Studios is a really terrible studio. Don't support them. Uh, well, I, I shouldn't say that. Their games are terrible. Uh, but Justin and I's names are in the credits because we did support them. And then we bought the game again. So that's a problem with us. Um, and then Gables and I made a bet for Extra Life, which is an awesome video game charity that you shall support. It's really cool. 
that mm. um, the loser that didn't make as much money had to play through the game Pitterpot, which is a terrible 3D platformer, uh, which Gables did, and then also not only beat the game, but platinum the game. I had to platinum it because the damn thing was tied into the end of the game. He didn't have to. He just did it because he wanted to. Um, <laughs> don't lie. So, yeah, that uh, to catch you up on some inside jokes of us. There you go. For you new listeners, because let's face it, most of you are probably new listeners at this point because we're fucking screwed. Because goddamn fucking Katy Perry. <laughs> I'll be a... I'm, I'm fucking red. I'm already red. I'm going to be a goddamn fire. I'm going to be like, baby, I'm a firework. I'm going to be a goddamn firework by the end of this goddamn... My head's going to explode. And Gables is going to have a goddamn aneurysm because of goddamn Katy Perry and Pitterpot. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> now we're going to get DMCA takedown for being mean to Eli and Pitterpot. Fuck. We're going to have to start all over again for a fourth time. <sighs> this is where we're at. Yeah, anyways, we're, we're talking about Mother 3. <laughs> we're talking about Mother 3 and all of a sudden it devolved into fucking... Talking shit pot. about Pitter Pot, Treefall Studios, and Justin and his weird uh, religion. That's just five people <laughs> and Eli. Uh, <laughs> I don't... This, this is us. Uh, if this is your first time is. listening, this is... Just bear with us because this is what it's like every fucking week. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, Saturday night, I, we've been drinking. Oh, I've been drinking. Uh, Gables is probably drinking. Uh, we we drink over there. Gables, you got water? Oh yeah, I got a whole bunch of water. It's vodka. It's vodka. He's lying to you. He puts it in a water bottle. Um, I don't know, Gables. What well, I mean, like I said, I don't give a fuck about goddamn Earthbound, but let's just—it's stupid that it hasn't happened yet. What, what, what's your what's your thought process of this whole situation now? I just thought it was just fucking hilarious that Terry Crews just out of the blue, randomly, like just posts a statement where it's like localized Mother Three, and it's like. For one, I didn't even know he fucking played anything in regards to Nintendo. Second, it's like, I thought it was coincidental because it's like, weeks ago we were talking about the whole joke in fucking Mother 3 with Reggie, saying that he had it on his fucking Wii U. Reggie makes that tweet, we're like, oh, what the fuck is going on here? And it's mm-hmm. like, this is like an this is like an ongoing escapade, so there's gonna be something more involved now with this. Because it's like, it's just too coincidental to where, you know, there's... Casual mentions of Mother 3. Granted, last week was like its anniversary of when it first came out, apparently. 15 years, yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's been that long, but... Yeah, that whole thing was just kind of... Just funny in its own right. I mean, granted, I feel like the game should be localized, but I feel like Nintendo is definitely dancing around the release or subsequent re-release of the games because they don't want to go... They want to try to tiptoe along the lines... Because they want to try to figure out the best way to try to release this game without offending a lot of, I guess, offending a certain amount of people. Because there are different types of themes that would probably not be suitable for some people in regards to today's society in that regards. But uh, they're definitely de- Mother Three in and of itself definitely does deal with a lot of dark themes, and they definitely deal with a lot of like things or concepts of, like say with death, with like various like other types of topics but at the same time from what i've heard from what i've from what i've personally have seen it's actually a fairly good game in that regards yeah but the only way that people can truly play mother 3 right now is if you download a rom and also the game boy advance like emulator or whatsoever and the fan translated patch which you can guys can pretty much go and search for it's pretty much well known by this point and if you truly want a guide or something for that game, if you want to go old school, go to starman.net, because that site's been around forever. 
it's been around since the release of the original Earthbound on Super Nintendo. It's been it's that old of a website, but it has been updated obviously to keep track of things in current day. I mean, there's just a lot of hardcore people on there nowadays. But granted, I am kind of wandering off with this thing too. But the fact being is, I'm glad that people are still talking about Mother Three. It's definitely a game I do have interest in playing eventually. If it comes out on Switch, it comes out on Switch. If not, then pfft, oh well. I can always just download the ROM. I hope they just put it. I hope. Way. I hope they put it out. And it's on Wii U. <laughs> so only Justin can play it because he's the only person that still has a Wii U. Could you just imagine people? No, 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 no. Actually, this would be pretty hilarious if that did happen because the fucking price. And the fucking scalpers would go through and buy up a lot of the used Wii U's. And it would probably be even more than what a Nintendo initially fucking <laughs> sold of the, the console. Sa- the sales, like, it sells more because Earth, because Brother 3's on it than it did in its entire life cycle. That's probably, you know what, this is 2021. Anything can fucking happen Anything's possible. Point. So it would not surprise me if that happened. Yeah, I, I kind of want that to happen now. I did it like as like a like a fuck you. It, it would just be like we all, we always joke about like Nintendo's just fucking with us at this point. And it's just like it would be it would be funny to me if they just the like, biggest trolls like yeah. We have Mother Three out, but it's on Wii U. Yeah, they shadow drop it like at a at a, a Nintendo Direct, and it's like oh it's a Wii U only, or like you had to be like in the Nintendo 3DS like the people the early adopter ones pro the program there when they put like 25 games, the only people that bought it. Oh, yeah, I'm still like getting guff for that shit because my little brother can't put two and two together that he can't buy Game Boy Advance games in the 3DS eShop, but when he tries to take my 3DS and stuff like that and look at the content, he sees them on my 3DS. And he's yeah. like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> uh, exactly. True story. <laughs> yeah, so th- that'd be funny if that's the only way they put it in there is by the early adopter program. I, I, I'm i all for it. Just, you know, I mean, it's easy for me to say because if like they did that with, like, if PlayStation, PlayStation did that with, like, God of War Ragnarok, like you can only play it on PSP. I'm like you fucking dicks. I'd be pissed, but I'd respect it. But I'd be pissed. It's like we made we made the sequel to the greatest game of all time. It's only on PSP. We put it on seven UMD discs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You gotta buy like it just comes in on a fucking uh, pallet of like UMD it's discs. It's like each world is like a, on a fucking separate UMD disc. If you try to put it in, try to install it, it takes about fucking ten minutes for the damn thing to install the fucking it's just, memory it's just, stick duo. It's just Kratos smoking a cigarette for twelve minutes as they install the UMD disc. Oh my god, that flashback. that's a Metal Gear Solid Four Jesus joke for people that don't know. Oh man, I just got the biggest nostalgia thing for that. Oh, that was such a fucking hilarious thing. Back god, in the what day. a yeah, I love uh, um, with in smoke. Yeah, MGS4, and there was, like, no smoking, like, don't smoke fucking ads. Not ads, but, like, warnings in the thing as, like, you're waiting for them to install the next chapter. It's just him smoking a cigarette. It says, don't smoke. And what's hilarious, even in the game, you have a chain-smoking monkey and a diaper. Yes. That (laughs) game is fucking bomb. One of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, I can't believe some of the shit that's in that game. It's like, man, how is it the favorite game of all time? It's fucking weird. Um, Wow. What the fuck are we talking about? I don't know what's happening anymore. It was Mother we were, 3 still, but at the same oh, yeah. time, I think this topic's pretty much done. It wasn't really a topic. We just went 20 minutes about nothing. It was basically what we did. Uh, let's, let's move. Let's get out of this goddamn uh, hole we're in here and move on to some sadder news. Uh, Toys for Bob, the uh, makers, uh, they did the Spyro remaster or 
was a remaster remake what it was remake trilogy and then oh, they yeah. they did the uh crash bandicoot they made crash bandicoot 4 came out last year and just recently as of last month uh got a got the next gen patch and then also came the switch and we were just talking about how uh, a couple weeks ago on the march mpds shot from 65th to 15th um just a combination of being on next gen consoles and also on switch um basically came out and said that uh kind of some weird messaging going on here about uh, a tweet from uh Twitch bob's twitter account said that the studio is proud to support the development of season three of call of duty Warzone and look forward to uh, for more to come however the california-based uh Twitch bob appears to have suffered staff exits as part of the shift uh character designer and illustrator nicholas cole who worked at Twitch bob up to january on crash Bandicoot 4 and before that the spiral reignited trilogy tweeted it's an end of an era but i wish my former co-workers uh still with toys for bob all the best and what's ahead and then um everyone i interfaced with and worked uh, along was let go i'm very glad it's not a total shuddering so it sounds like basically um there's never a game designer blake uh, maloof i believe i say his name uh the uh he tweeted to say that he had left the studio and left on my own terms I had been needing a change anyway, so this was to push uh, my decision. Um, so basically what's going on is it sounds it sounds like, uh, not 100% confirmed yet, that, but it sounds like a lot of people from Toys for Bob, not me or not a lot, but some people from Toys for Bob have been laid off and that Toys for Bob has been kind of, is now turning into a support studio for Call of Duty. And now we're at the point now where every studio in some way or shape or form is now working on Call of Duty, whether it's Warzone, the next ones in the, in the franchise, in some way. Um, so, I mean, we talked about this a couple months ago where Vicarious Visions got shut, uh, not shut down, but kind of went, It's they're gone now. They got molded into uh, uh, yep. Blizzard to work on yeah, the Diablo. Work on Warcraft. Yeah, Warcraft. Oh. Yeah, and then yeah, I think it's yeah, Diablo Warcraft. 2 Remake or something as well. Uh, but yeah, so that's gone. So the, the people, those people are the ones that Vicarious Visions remade, did the Crash Bandicoot Trilogy remake, and then also did the Tony Hawk uh, one and two remake last year, all of which sold extremely well, and we kind of thought this was them bringing back. We thought, oh, we're getting Tony Hawk. That's good. it sold super well. It's a really good game. People love it. Um, cool, it's back. We, we, we were kind of expecting the same thing from what we got with um, Tony Hawk as we did with Crash Bandicoot. For mm. about the trilogy, people loved it. Sold super well. We got a fourth one out of it. Sold super. Sounds like it sold. Maybe, I don't know. I don't should say super well. We don't know what the sales are, but. It sold well enough that it charted for months on end and sold well enough that coming out on Switch and Next Gen, it shot up 50 spots uh, in the month of March uh, to be on be charted again on MPD. Um, and now, sounds like it's gone. I mean, like I said, there's not a yeah. confirmation about this, but a lot of people left and there's possible layoffs. So, I don't know. I mean, it's just, yeah, at this point. I mean, I'm like, I'm not, like I said, this is like, much like Mario 3, I played the the Crash trilogy. I didn't. I'm, I loved Crash Bandicoot two as a kid. Um, didn't really connect with me, you know. Then, but I can see why it's loved. It's so loved, and I, people seem to like Crash fans and a lot of people in general like Crash Bandicoot four a lot. So it's just yeah, it's sad to see that. Um, you know, basically, I mean, I know it's a big company, but it's like this IP that came back from the dead, sold really really well, was supported. Like we always say, vote with your wallet. People voted with their wallet and bought the game, and yeah, it you know they kind of get the 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 rope pulled out from what was it the rope pulled out from underneath them or whatever. 
So uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, Gables. What's, well, you're the you're the bigger fan of this. You just I think you said you bought Crash Four on Switch not too long ago, uh, if I remember um, correctly. Not Crash Four. I didn't. Oh. Buy, I didn't buy Crash Four on Switch. I mean, no, not yet at least. Oh, but I'm sorry. Tells, I but, but what that tells me is like, yeah, I should buy Crash Four sooner or later. But at the same time, it just verifies what we've known for quite a long while. Is like, unless it's something like World of Warcraft or Call of Duty or something like that. I mean, even if you're successful, even if you're a development studio that's developing under Activision Blizzard and you're successful in selling like games that gamers actually want to go through and play that are from your classic archives, like say Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and Crash Bandicoot and Spyro, even despite all of those games quintessentially being successful, unless it's not producing Call of Duty or World of Warcraft-like money, they're going to be fucking cut? I mean, that is so fucking stupid. That honestly is fucking stupid in and of itself. From a business sense, it doesn't make sense, in my honest opinion. You want that diversity in regards to wanting to drive in more revenue from a vast, like a vast amount of people, instead of just the core people that just want to play Call of Duty or anything that Blizzard has in their back catalog studios. <clears throat> but it is sad. It definitely is depressing to see like more people leaving Toys for Bob. I mean, hell, I played through the remakes of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 last year when that one went through and released. It was fairly awesome because it was very reminiscent of the the style and, like, the foray of the original two games. I loved it. I went through both of those, like, career modes for both of those versions and stuff like that, like, fairly quickly, honestly, and... I got all the secret tapes, got this and that. I didn't get the platinum or anything for that version because of the grind it would have took yeah. for. I heard it takes like 100 stuff. hours to get the. Yeah, get the, because uh... at that point, if I've already got done with the single player stuff and the game was known for single player stuff anyway, then I'm not going to venture on and do the fucking multiplayer stuff if it's going to be just monotonous bullshit. I mean, hell, I'm through with that monotonous bullshit for online <laughs> grinding. But. When it comes to, like, the games of the Crash Bandicoot games, I mean, I've enjoyed playing the Crash Bandicoot remakes. I mean, they're hard as hell. I mean, I have the digital copies of the Crash Insane Trilogy and, like, the Spyro Reignited stuff. I've gotten, actually, the physical versions on Switch through, like, pre-owned for not just Crash Bandicoot Trilogy, but also the Crash Team Racing stuff. But, yeah, you know, it's like... It just makes me appreciate the work that Toys for Bob and what Vicarious Visions did in regards to bringing these classic franchises back from the dead and actually satisfying a core of gamers that grew up playing this game and alongside bringing in new gamers into the foray that actually wanted to go through and experience something from the past without having to go back to the past in order to try to play a lot of them. So it's like... I know on my foray, I am definitely going to go forth and get Crash 4 the next time I get fit paid or something. If it's like on the Switch, fine. If it's on the PS4, fine. It's just I want to enjoy these cluster of games that Vicarious Visions and Toys for Bob made for, you know, for all of us for the past couple of years and stuff and enjoy them for what they are. 
because, quite honestly, I don't expect Activision to even go through and continue on providing these type of experiences because they're more concerned with one or two, just a handful of franchises anyway. So, you know, it's just that one thing where it's like, you know what, fuck Call of Duty. That's what I got to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, it's just a bummer. You know, it's just you know, sad part of big business sometimes. Um, tens of millions isn't enough. They want the hundreds of hundreds millions. Hundreds of millions. millions. Which, I, it's business, I get it. But, yeah, it's just just kind of it's it's upsetting when when the business end of stuff um rears its ugly head um but moving on here we kind of got like a, a block of some sony news here to talk about um there was a state of play um on thursday it was a ratchet and clank mostly state of play um like it was like 22 minutes i think it was uh, they said they were going to talk about a couple indie games and then uh ratchet clank and that's all it was uh I, I i started watching it i'm like i'm already really excited about ratchet and clank with the part I, I don't need to see any more about it i don't want to know any more about that game um june 11th i'm just gonna play the fuck out of that game when it comes out um but a couple things we got out of it they had we got a release date for the subnautica sequel i think it's like may 14th and then i think it's like blow zero is what it's called um and then uh among us is officially coming to playstation later this year um they announced that there is going to be a Ratchet and Clank uh, costume and pet uh, costume you can get uh, when when, it, uh, when you buy it exclusively on PlayStation. Um, so I mean, I mean, I think Among Us came out last no earlier this year uh, when we had the Nintendo Direct uh, or yeah. nin- maybe it was a Nindy Direct. And Shadow dropped on uh, Switch. So it's on Switch. It's five bucks. It's on Steam. It's been on Steam. This 2018, obviously everybody knows, game blew up last year. Last summer or fall, and I mean, we both played it on a on a, a gamer night together with the talk ship yep. guys, and I think we all had a blast with it. I really enjoyed the game. <laughs> um, I had a lot of fun with it, uh, and then also on top of that, Fall Guys, which they announced uh, uh, a few months back that they're coming to in that same direct. They announced that they're coming to Switch, and they also announced uh, not too long ago that they're coming to Xbox this summer. They have said that's not going to happen. We don't have a time window now, but it's not going to be summer 2021. But the reason why is now that they're going to have cross-play available on day and date uh, for all it's uh, for everything, all the platforms it's on um, when it does come out. So yeah, so it's it, you know obviously that was a, that was a uh, PS Plus game in I think like August of last year, but it launched on Steam day and date. But they didn't have cross, they still don't have cross-play. Now it's sometime I don't know, I shouldn't say later this year, but Presumably sometime, probably late this year or early next year, that'll happen. Um, so two kind of games that kind of like blew up at the same time. Uh, but I feel like they're kind of in the same spot where like they, they both have a big audience, but it's not like uh, the thing everybody's talking about anymore. I, I'm wondering like where these franchises, like I, we were talking about a while back about how cool it would be if Among Us came to platforms. I feel like maybe that fad is kind of over that like, I, I, I thought, I'm like, oh, it'd be great if I could just sit on my couch, get on a party chat with everybody on PlayStation or whatever, mm-hmm. and just chat with all my friends and play this game and have a good time. Because that's all, you know, cause it's, it's not a fun game to play by yourself. I tried it. It's not very fun. No. Um, you want to play with your friends and talk shit to your friends and all that shit. Um, and Fall Guys was like a really cool game that I had fun with uh, and then fell off very, you know, after it was a cool, like, junk food type of game where you. Play it, I played it for a couple hours, a handful of hours, 
and after like a week or two i just fell off of it um but uh, maybe this is a good way to revitalize it and also like i mean these things aren't dead but they're just not what they were you know last you know seven eight months ago what's your thoughts on all, all those news well i thought it was interesting that the release date for among us for the ps for the ps5 or whatsoever it's gonna be through four and five Okay, for 4 and 5, you know, going to be later on this year, I would have thought that for a game of its magnitude and stuff, it would have been released almost as soon as possible in that regard. It's like a stealth drop for that day. I wonder if maybe because it came to Switch earlier, maybe they have like an exclusivity deal with Switch or something. Yeah, you know what? It must be because of either some sort of embargo, possibly, with either Nintendo or with Microsoft, because I know Among Us is on the Xbox console as well. No, well, it's on Game Pass for PC. Ah, Game Pass for PC. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so okay, the only so the only consoles on Switch. Series, it's kind of like how Hades came out last September, and it's still only on Switch and PC. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some okay. Other than that, though, Subnautica stuff. Yeah, it is what it is, though. Not really into Subnautica. I'll have like any type right at this moment in time. Nah. But uh, Fall Guys, you know that whole delay and stuff for crossplay. I mean, that's exciting. I mean, that's fair enough. The reason why it's to delay it because it feels like if you're release if you're a third party company and you're releasing an online multiplayer style game, you have to have cross play because yeah. that's the standard in that regards for the industry at this point. You, if you release a third party game and you have an online multiplayer features and it's just like one or you're separating your community inside of four chunks, which is like PC, Xbox, like. Nintendo's like online service or PlayStation. That's that doesn't service. include like if you're on Epic or Steam. So yeah, exactly. That's a whole other or God forsake, God forsaken fucking Stadia. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Good luck with Stadia. But uh, yeah, everything all interconnected. Best way to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My my big thing though is like cross play or cross pro- progression. That's like I would to me that's that'd be that's more valuable. I should say more valuable. But to me like. I, if I buy money like with like Fortnite, if I s- buy a bunch of V Bucks on yep. PlayStation Five, I can go over my Switch, and play it on Switch if I want to play on Switch, and my my shit transfers over. That's my big thing because you know, a lot of the games like you know they like they want you to buy shit and buy costumes and all that, but it sucks if you want to. Oh, my friends are playing on Switch and or whatever, and it's like I want to be able to chat with them or whatever, blah blah. It's like oh well, I have to start over from the beginning. With the, I have lots of experience. And I don't have any of my, my, my shit. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I, I, that, that stuff, that stuff kind of bothers me when we don't have, like, cross, cross progression, I think, is just as important as cross play. Absolutely. Maybe not just as, but I think it's important. Um, but uh, moving on here, some other news. Uh, kind of stick with Nintendo for the rest of our news here. Uh, so, take a, I mean, we talked about a few weeks ago, uh, PlayStation 5 is now the fastest selling console and uh history uh in the mm-hmm. first five months now we have an actual sales data as of uh march 31st of this year uh playstation 5 has sold 7.8 million units um which has outpaced the, the previous record holder of ps4 that has sold 7.6 million excuse me units in that time frame which is crazy to think because they ship more but it's like you would think the way everything's going how hard it is to get one like it, they've shipped Three million, but uh, it just shows you how you know big the how we. I think COVID obviously, well, COVID obviously is affected from making it. Also, the semiconductor shortage, but also I think people 
you know, we talk about games for the last 13 months have mm-hmm. spiked because every, no, there's no concerts. There's no, you can't go to sports events. You can't go to movie theaters. Gaming's all, gaming and streaming movies is all we got. Um, so we've seen that. And then also just kind of the buzz of how well PlayStation did this last generation. Um, right. All that kind of combination of things. I thought the real kind of uh, interesting, because they were talking about, this is all talking about their um, report. Uh, Nintendo has their uh, end of the fiscal year report on May 6th. So we'll talk about that next week. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I always like the quarterly reports because they, they give out um, super detailed information on sales, which is fun. Like, they break down all their games, which I love kind of looking at that. Um, but uh, from this, uh, from the financial results they were talking about, uh, it's on record pace, blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, where's that? Where's the, so as part of its outlook for fiscal 2021, Sony highlighted a number of positive and negative indicators for operating profits. For example, it expects the profitability of the PS5 hardware to improve over the next year. Alongside the, that, alongside that, the company also noted noted that it expects to see an increase increase in revenue from first party titles specifically uh, compared to fiscal 2021. Or I'm sorry, fiscal 2020. Uh, that is notable because Sony had a strong 2020 with massive game launches on the PS4 with a huge install base. Uh, it's Sony's fiscal 2021, which runs from March, uh, runs through March 2022, is going to deliver even uh, more revenue for the first party games. That means Sony has some big releases. So compared to fiscal year 2020, which runs from April 1st of 2020 to March 31st, April uh, March 23rd uh, March 31st, um, they release Ghost of Tsushima. Spider-Man Miles Morales, Predator Hunting Ground, Sackboy Big Adventure, Last of Us Part 2, Patapon 2 Remastered, Marvel's Iron Man VR, Demon Souls, and Destruction All-Stars. So obviously the big ones, Ghost of Shima itself sold 6.5 million. Uh, yeah. Miles Morales has sur- well surpassed that. Uh, and Last of Us Part 2 has also, I think, officially become like the second highest selling PlayStation exclusive game of all time. Uh, first part of the game uh, after, behind Spider-Man 2018. So... Um, and then I, we don't know. I don't think we have sales numbers for Demon Souls, but like I imagine being a launch game, probably selling pretty well. And then we've talked about Miles Morales has already won the highest selling games of the year um, over the last 12 months. And it's only been out for six. Um, so, yeah. So, going, continue on for this article. This all, this, all this is from Venture Beat, by the way. Uh, that's a stack ro- uh, roster. So, here's some details Ghost Shima sold 6.5 million copies as of March. And Last of Us Part 2 and Miles Morales have sold even better. Uh, at least in the United States. These are massive blockbusters matching. Just those three games would prove tough for Sony's 2021 lineup, and that's before you count games like Demon's Souls and Sackboy. So, I mean, obviously, not to the pedigree of those, but not nothing. Um, so far, this and this since April 1st, they've released, it will be the show, Returnal. We, have, we know about Ratchet and Clank, and then Horizon and God of War 2 are scheduled for this year. Obviously, we, we, we know... Got a war two, probably not gonna happen. Horizon, coin flip, that's gonna happen. So that says they got some big shit planned for us. Um, the next eleven months of uh, going through March thirty first. I imagine I wouldn't be shocked if God of War two makes it early next year, but we're talking maybe a month or two on the market at most, and then Horizon sometime maybe this year. Um, but yeah, I mean that. And they also talk about they they plan on spending uh, doubling how much they're putting into first party uh, titles over the next twelve months. So I don't give us hearing all this. What's your what's your thoughts on kind of what what to expect from uh, PlayStation in the next twelve months? Hmm. 
What to expect from PlayStation from the next 12 months? Hmm. Well, honestly, it's a little bit more straightforward. We're going to be expecting a lot more, probably a lot more first-party content than we are accustomed to seeing from Sony, especially over the past four years. I would probably think that we probably will be seeing more successful sales in regards to some of their first-party content, especially if, you know, Horizon, you know, Horizon Zero, don't, not just that Horizon... Uh, Forbidden West stuff, yeah, Forbidden West and stuff. When that eventually does come out by the end of this year, but uh, from what I've been seeing in regards to some of the first party content, it, whether it be Demon Souls or Miles Morales or even like this past week with the re, like release of a uh, Returnal, and it's seeing a lot of favorable reviews in that regards. I mean, that's definitely a good tip in the right direction of where at the other sales will be going. And not to mention, you know, with Ratchet and Clank coming out this June, you know, from the initial state of play stuff and the footage I initially saw from all that, it definitely looks like it's going to impress. There's a lot of good mm-hmm. aspects that they took from the 2016 game, and they just implemented it. It just looks prettier. There's a lot of interesting mechanics, a lot more, like, interesting gimmicks in regards to a whole bunch of, like, how this game will progress. But... It's just going to be more in regards to the quantity of first-party games in the next 12 months. That's basically yeah. what it's going to feel like. Yeah. I'm, I'm just wondering what, what's possibly out there because I don't... I mean, like I said, Last of Us Part Two, second highest-selling first-party PlayStation game of all time. Miles Morales, uh, not too far behind that. Probably top five at this point. I don't... I, I think Horizon, it's going to be on PS5 and PS4. There's more oh, yeah. of those consoles out there than there was when those games came out, obviously. But I don't see those games. I don't see as much as I love Horizon. I, you know, as my game of the year 2017. Um, and one of my five or six top games of this last generation. Uh, I don't see it doing those numbers at all. I mean, you're talking about Spider-Man as an IP is way more popular than Horizon will ever be. Uh, Last of Us is probably the same, at least as of right now. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think that's going to get anywhere near those numbers. I think it will probably it'll do better than Ghost of Tsushima. No disrespect, to Ghost of Tsushima. I love that game as well. But I mean, I, it's just, this is a sequel. We got new consoles. Uh, it's it's gonna, I, you know, it's going to do better. So I think. my question in regards to that, they released sales numbers for every individual game of their first party thing for the ps4 ps5 they 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 don't they don't do that that's what's frustrating is like it's so weird like nintendo doesn't give out digital sales uh like when we do mpds um but they give out the most specific to like the you know they'll do like this cut this game is still 20.81 million but we never hear about sale unless it's awesome we don't know the numbers so like like i said ghostshima we know 6.5 um, yeah, because they shared six point five, but yeah, yeah don't like know Horizon, how they well, the Last of Us Part Two sold. Well, Horizons what? we know is sold in like the the like twelve to sixteen million area, because okay. I know Spider Man was the number one. It's around twenty something million, okay. twenty like low twenty million somewhere around there. Um, so you got so it's somewhere it's it's somewhere up there, probably in the fifteen to twenty million area. Uh, last part two is um, you got to think Miles Morales probably around the 10 million area um, give or take obviously um, yeah I, I'm just yeah I, w- I wish more people were I give away I talk about this every time every quarter when Nintendo talks about their their numbers I wish everybody did it because it's it, I think it's fascinating 
because um, the only time you hear about from Nintendo, Xbox, anybody, EA, anybody else, the only time you hear about how you know is like when things are doing super well. Um, well, that's very true. Case in point, when Nintendo like uh, released a lot of the sales data for a lot of the most popular Switch games, or some that they had released, yeah, that was like months back. I sorry, so I just got a, I just got an email from uh, that our our account Spotify has approved us, so now we will be on Spotify. So look us up on Spotify. Nice. Yes. So uh, yeah, there we we're, go. We're, 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 we're in more places now than we were an hour ago. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. So um, I, I just don't, I don't, I don't know. I, maybe it's, this is just like fluff for the stockholders to like give some positive positivity. But I mean, last year was an awesome year for them. They put out Last of Part 2 that sold, like I said, super duper well. Um, Ghost of Shima doing awesome numbers for a brand new IP. Um but yeah, I don't know. that tells me also that probably God of War two, if it does make this fiscal year, will probably be cross generation, because I mean that's another thing you got like Returnal and Ratchet are two big i two big launches for them, but they're on PS five only. Demon Souls PS five only, um, so you know so you got yeah, keep that in mind. Maybe they're they're thinking these games will continue to be like continue to sell. I don't know, but um, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but. Gables, that's going to wrap it up for the uh, the news part of the show. Let's jump into some what we've been playing. Um, I'm going to go. I'll make it real fast. I'm sorry. Um, I just want to talk about... I, uh, we both played one game in common, but you played it more than All I. Right. So we'll talk about... We'll save that for the end. But the two games I, I've been playing... I've actually... I beat two games this week on Xbox via X, Xbox Game Pass. Uh, I, I, people don't remember, but I got an Xbox Series S. Um, and it came with three months of Game Pass. Um... I, I talked a lot about Outriders last week. Right. Played the shit out of that. I was end up waking up Saturday morning or Sunday morning after we recorded last Saturday. And I beat it like two hours later. So uh, I really, really enjoy that game. Um, it's a fucking blast. It's a Gears of War quasi live service game, but not a live service game. Uh, and the, the yeah, it's a really great game. If, uh, people don't, it's just, it's awesome. If you like Gears of War, but you also like live service like games but you don't like the the having to grind and looter shooter shit if you don't want to do all that stuff you don't have to, like this game you don't have to do that it's amazing right, it's right. awesome i love that that's the, the key reason i really really liked it more than i would any like a division or destiny or anything like that another game i've been playing and i beat i ended up beating today actually um uh, is a game called the medium, the medium. Uh, this, hey there you go yeah so this game uh is the only right as of right now the only game on Xbox, you can only play on the Series S, Series X. Uh, it's not on. It, it's the only game that is out that's exclusive to the new consoles of Xbox. Um, this is made by Blooper Team. Uh, these guys made Blair Witch Project, uh, the video game, and Layers of Fear. Um, so they do scary games, basically. So this is um, a big change for them. Not really a big change, but it's a change where those games were first-person, uh, kind of like Outlast-style games were... You just walk around. You got to solve puzzles and you can't fight. All you can do basically is run if something happens. This is um, a third-person game um, and super impressive, I think, uh, as far as how it works. So, like, you play as a character called Marianne and she's, like, uh, adopted. Like, I'm assuming this guy just, like, basically, like, this is, the, like, the very beginning of the game. Uh, she's going to say goodbye to, like, basically her, her, her adoptive father who right. like, runs a funeral home. And she's like putting him to rest, basically. And she gets a phone call <clears throat> saying, "Go find Thomas at the Neva Resort." 
and it, this takes place in Poland in the, in the 90s, by the way. And um, so you basically, it's, it's got tank controls. It's like a third part, uh, third person game, like a Resident Evil style, but there's no combat or anything like that. Uh, it's kind of like a layers fear, but third person version with tank controls. Right. Um, you know, a lot of camera cuts, stuff like that. Uh, and you go to this resort, it's been, but there's like the, there's the Nevo massacre where there's all rumors. Nobody really understands what happened. Something happened here. And it was like, there's resort for affordable resort for people that can go. Um, and it kind of deals with like some of the shit that happened in Poland, which was kind of fascinating. You can find like, you find like letters or like you find postcards or whatever. People talk about great this place is or news clippings about like what happened and you start to like figure out what happened at this place but the key thing is like marianne like there's a huge chunk of her life she doesn't understand and like if you want the truth um come to the resort she gets that phone call it's like really weird she goes there this place has been abandoned for years um and you go through and it's just like exploring I don't, it's hard to talk about because you don't want to talk story-wise because it's it's all, pretty much a story uh story-based game but um i think what's really cool and fascinating about it's just like like i said like learning what happened and also they kind of deal with like real life like some of the shit that was going on in poland in this time frame and like even like i think the this resort like all this shit happened to this resort in the 70s so like talking about the backlash of world war ii and they even make a reference they don't call him they don't they don't refer to him by name but they make a reference to hitler at one point in the game which uh, via a postcard or not postcard but a news clipping um but it's just like kind of learning what happened at this place. But also you're learning like what happened with, with Marianne. Who Marianne is like, she she's a medium. She has medium. She has these power, like supernatural powers where she can um, basically has like different realities she goes in. And it's really cool is like it splits it like almost like co-op kind of way where like not, but it's not co-op. But like it splits uh, down the middle or, si- or you know, from the side, vertically or horizontally. And like you're walking through this world. Like, so it's like, walking through this abandoned place, but also there's like this world, this weird, like scary underworld type situation. And it's like, but so you have to like solve puzzles where like, like she has like this split reality she lives in. And like in one world, like the, the, the alternate reality where everything has gone, like is like scary. And like you're basically, it looks like I'm kind of like a hell essentially, but it's not all um, like you could, we gotta work to, like together. Like we're like, okay, this stairs are broken in this reality, but you can have an out of body. It's like an out of body experience where you like hold the button down and you break apart, and now you're like you're solely in this reality, but you can only spend, you can only be in there for so long before you get shot back to your body, um, and you can solve things like you can do things to kind of affect the real world, or you can go places you couldn't go and like find things or uh, solve like I said, solve puzzles, stuff like that. Um, but I think the real like cool parts about obviously like the gameplay it's it's the puzzles are, are pretty simplistic they're not gonna like break your brain uh it's very it's very straightforward there are like little side things you can find throughout like like give more detail in the background that's what you're interested in but it's like the story is more about marianne like she wants to like she wants to figure out what happened to her why like you know like what happened to her family why she can't remember this stuff it's all, all a story about like her figuring these things out and like figure also while you're at it figuring out what happened uh to this this resort you're in but at the same time you're also being chased by this creature and he can actually like chase you through realities and some of that stuff is kind of it's like you have to like sneak past him but it's also it's not very fun really it's, it's kind of simplistic it's just more about like being patient more than anything it's like you don't want to like it, you know he you just kind of he has a pattern just fall like you might die a couple times but it's like all right fuck. like that's the big like the biggest complaints that i really have is like the checkpointing is bad 
We have to replace the full section sometimes. Like two, three minutes of gameplay. So not like 15, 20 minutes worth. But like enough where it's like you're like there's not any action going. You're just literally walking through a section to get to that oh. section to do this 20, 30 second thing over again. And you fuck up. You got to do the whole thing. It's like it's very frustrating. When you die two, three times uh, or you fuck up and you got to do the whole part over again. But and like it also has like a run button, which is an insult to running um, <laughs> where you like it's like, you know, like when you're walking up the parking lot to the grocery store and you get to like the, the yeah. crosswalk. And, like, a car lets you go, and you kind of do that fake hustle run thing. But you're not really going any faster, but you're just, like, your body's working harder to make it look like you're going faster. That's what that's what the run button is in this game. It's just, like, it's a fake hustle. It's like, I'm moving my arms and my legs a little harder than I was before, but I'm not actually moving any faster. And that's, and like, that's really what it is. Um, but, I don't know. I mean, it, like, this game isn't, like, a... Like I'm, I'm, I think it's like a forty dollar game if you want to buy it. Uh, if you have an Xbox Series S or X, um, but I mean, like I said, it's on Game Pass. It's on Game Pass launch day one. Um, I like it quite a bit actually. Like some of that's kind of burned out on this horror, uh, this kind of stuff. I've talked about this before. Like even like Game of Generation, like Outlast was like fucking phenomenal, and it's like Until Dawn, fucking phenomenal. And I feel like I've been chasing that dragon. Uh, essentially of like trying to find that next like game that's like that and there's so few and far be- between like we got like oxen free evil within one and two resident Evil seven and, and stuff like that like kind of like you know it kind of feels that like that dead space outlast niche that i've been wanting um and i feel like the medium does a really good job of doing that like i said it's like it took me about seven hours to beat it's not super duper long um you know it's like i you're not it you're not gonna like spend there's no real combat. There's no combat in this game. There's the puzzles, like I said, are dumb. They're pretty easy to solve. So it's like it's really just like you going along with the story. Um, but I was really intrigued by the story. I like the the voice acting is really good. I think it has. Um, I want to say Laura Bailey is the the voice actress of of uh, um, Mary Ann, but I I feel that's wrong. Troy Baker actually plays the monster and one of the characters in the game, which is I- awesome. He's from um, everything. He's like an Uncharted. Uh, he's been in Call of Duty. He's been, uh, I think he's in Bioshock Infinite. I want to look up uh, Mary and the medium I want voice actor because I recognize the voice. Oh, it's Kelly Burke. Okay, I was Kelly wrong. Burke. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, so I know where. What do I know him from? I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm derailing the show, but I want to look this up real fast. Um, IMDB page. We're looking it up because I recognize that voice and I want to know where I've heard her from. Oh, she's been in. I don't know if this is the same Kelly Burke. Okay, it says, oh yeah, this is her. The medium. Where the fuck do I know her from? Uh, <laughs> she's been in a lot of stuff. I just don't know her voice. Oh, uh, she's in Xenoblade Chronicles two, okay. Lego Marvel Superheroes two, Justice League, uh, the okay. Mummy. Uh, I don't know where the fuck I heard her voice from, but I, I it's very, I recognize the voice. But she's been in a lot of stuff. She's in Zack Snyder's Justice League. I'm sorry to derail, but yeah, I um, anyways, I liked her a lot. I thought it was uh, Laura Bailey. I'm, I apologize, um, but yeah, I um, I like this game a lot. It's like it's like like Outriders and this game are like perfect, like those perfect seven or eight like kind of games. Where it's just like you just kind of you know just plays games, have a good time. It's like. Am I going to be talking about these games five years from now? 
No. Am I going to be talking about these games two, three months from now? No. But it's like in the moment, I had a blast with these games. Perfect kind of like I talked about. Like These are the games I've been needing for the last few months Like where I've been in that gaming slump. I'm just not really playing anything. Nothing's really tickling my fancy. Nothing's really grabbing me. And these two games the last week and a half or so really grabbed me. Really enjoyed them. Um, and it's like just one more reason to have Game Pass. And it's like in, if you don't have like Outriders, like I said, great game. Check it out. Medium. If you have an Xbox Series S or X, it's fuck, you, you probably have Game Pass in. Play that fucking game. That's all I've been playing. Uh, other than one other game, which we'll get to at the end. But Gables, what have you been playing? All right. So there are there have been a couple of games that I have been playing. I finished up the rest of Ratchet and Clank from 2016. That game, in and of itself, I feel is relatively good. There is a lot of variety in regards to a lot of the levels that are presented. Each world that you go across has a lot of different hidden collectibles. Has a lot of different spots, and that actually forces and encourages you to come back with other power ups that you've earned later on throughout the game. So, for example, there will be times where if you don't have like a specific item, like, say, the gravity boots or something like that, where you can walk on the metallic, like, surfaces and stuff to get to, like, a specific hidden section that you couldn't before, you'd have to get the item, like, later on or something when it becomes available. So you have, like, backtracking in that regards. But I love the creativity in regards to the different worlds that were available. I also thought that it was kind of funny going through the... Uh, all the hoverboard courses and stuff like that. The one on Relgar and the other one like on Kalibo 3. Both of them, both of them, if you could beat them under a specific time and stuff like that, you can actually pop a couple, like a pop a trophy or something like that. Like I think the one on Relgar was like under a minute and like something, like a minute and 30 or whatever. And then like uh, the one on Kalibo 3 was like under two minutes and five seconds or something of that sort. Hmm. But I spent a hell of a lot of time just playing this game in general from start to finish i played through the game i enjoyed what i played through i mean the game was a little bit harder than i thought it was going to be especially towards the end of the game where it felt like i kept getting stronger but at the same time i felt like i was vulnerable like i was from the start of the game because a lot of the leveling up system that uh, was presented you know you could quintessentially leveled up ratchet as a character in terms of his health and also in terms of the experience points for his weapons. But I ended up going my entire run without maximizing all of my weapons. And especially not Ratchet himself. I kind of question in regards to the EXP stuff. In regards to maximizing the experience of Ratchet's health in general. Because that could have been like substituted in terms of like maybe picking up a couple of permanent like health power ups in that regards instead of like a leveling up system. In my honest opinion, if they wanted to stick with a leveling system, it would have been better suited with just the weapons in and of itself. Because it felt awesome progressing with the weapon, like uh, the weapon level ups and stuff that you'll get incremental little boosts and stuff like say ten percent like to a damage or the thing the weapon will evolve or something to an extent to where say if you have a homing the homing missile gun you know that you have it would start off with one missile but if you level it up aggressively it'll expand to like maybe a cluster of missiles and stuff like that it'll the first initial big missile hits and then all of a sudden it just explodes to a multiple different missiles and takes out a lot of different enemies going through the mechanics of a lot of different weapons was fun and also experimenting what worked with what like for example i used a lot of the groovatron the groovatron was hilarious because it's like you could actually go and make certain NPCs dance yeah. without even realizing it. Like, Big Al or something, you would actually see him dance a little bit. And then, like, even, like, uh, 
a lot of the bosses, <laughs> you could actually use it on some of the bosses, like, say, like, uh, like, uh, Mrs. Zircon was one, and then, like, the Snaggle Beast and stuff, you can make him dance and do all this other stuff. I think one of the more hilarious ones was, like, the big old, like, uh, menacing, like, Drek robot guys and stuff like that. You could just do the Groovatron and just start doing the robot. <laughs> <laughs> and even, like, tanks. Like, any of the tanks that just start, like, doing the moonwalk and stuff with the little gravity stuff. It was just funny, whimsical type of stuff. It was definitely the kind of game I wanted to play through at that point in time. Granted, I used to play through plenty of 3D platformers back when I was a teen, when the 64 was prevalent in that regards. But with this game, it felt like a return to form. And I also loved a lot of the references to the past Ratchet & Clank games in the series. Because quintessentially, I played through this game not once, but twice, and I got the Platinum Trophy for it. So, I 100% completed Ratchet & Clank 2016. What I honestly loved in regards to the referencing of the past games, after you beat the game the first time, you can go back and start the, the challenging playthrough, where you can actually go through and maximize the rest of your weapon tree, which I didn't know this up until I started challenge mode, that... I was just realizing, okay, I've got my weapons at the level 5, why didn't I get my trophy things unblocked? And it, then once I got out of the challenge mode, it actually says, it's like, oh, in order for you to maximize this and that, you have to be on the challenge mode. So they have you play through the game originally, Insomniac does, but you can't maximize everything until you go through the game again on challenge mode, but the difference is you get to retain the weapons that you have. As a matter of fact, if you collected all the holo cards you could unlock the Omega versions of the weapons, the best form of those weapons from the get-go, if you go through and collect enough bolts for that. Now, during my first playthrough, I collected all the holo cards, which got me a whole bunch of different boosts from collecting, ironically enough, collecting more holo cards and also getting the raritarium, the raritanium stuff, and also in regards to getting like a whole bunch of different bolts. I collected all the golden bolts. The golden bolts were awesome because they allowed me to go into... They, this thing actually has a cheat menu, right? Where you can toggle on and off invincibility and also an infinite ammo if you wanted to, as well as the game speed. I ended up using the aspect for the infinite health because there were some aspects of the game which I did not want to, like... Uh, I just basically want to go to the second playthrough and just enjoy it how I want it. So I just turned on the infinite health and stuff. I realized, as soon as you turn on the infinite ammo and you try to level up the weapons, the weapons won't level up. So, I didn't use a lot of the infinite ammo for the second playthrough with challenge mode. So, I had that turned off. It took me some time, but I found an exploit inside of one of the worlds, inside of Kerwin, actually. It's before you save the mayor that eventually gives you that mission, that info bot to try to save his uh, nephew. I think it's like... <laughs> His nephew by the name of Skids McMarks. <laughs> or Skid McMarks. <laughs> I know, as soon as I heard the name, I'm like, Skid McMarks? Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, man. I love, I just love the humor in regards to Insomniac when they did the original Ratchet & Clank games. But, man, man, that, that name would steer me off. But, uh, no, what happens is, when you go to Kerwin the first time, you know, you have to face off against a swarm of all these robots and this and that. So, obviously, I was just kind of screwing around a little bit. You know, I was using the Groovatron to just use on. Because it has a trophy that pops up where you have to use the Groovatron on, ev like, every single enemy in that game. 
which isn't too bad, honestly. There's a select amount of enemies. There are some that are obscure that you might not think. Oh, okay, maybe they'll dance or something like that. But, yeah, they end up having, like, dance, like, animation and this and that. But, uh, I looked up on the video, and there was a way where you could maximize the health and actually go and farm a lot of the Raritarium and also the freaking Hollow cards if you choose to. So there's this, like, opening, right? And it's this opening dome sort of thing that you go into. But at the left side of it, you see this tall tree, right, that you can actually jump. And there's just, like, this little gap. There's this little gap with a corner and stuff. And you have this, like, little, like, cover and stuff on the top rope. But you could jump it in a specific way where if you kept tapping the X button, you'll eventually trigger, like, a noise that you just got hurt, but it'll shoot you up on top of the roof and you could actually navigate around to a specific extent where if you walk around outside of the environment and you go to the specific spawn point where the the alien spaceships are popping up you can actually equip the rhino as well as manipulate the game speed and you'll keep on consistently killing the spaceship and it rewards you with bolts and all sorts of different things mm. after killing them so I turned on the infinite ammo, turned on, turned on the invincibility, and I just sat back for a good solid 20 minutes, and I was just farming Raritarium, I was farming, like, all of the basic, like, uh, materials that I needed, all these bolts and stuff, and I had, like, literally, like, around 500 Raritarium stuff, <laughs> and all this stuff, and the glitch, the exploit still worked, but what was the most hilarious part about it, I did it to a certain extent where, I. When I went to go grind later on, I actually crashed the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I crashed the game twice. Once when I was doing, like, that, and once when I was uh, farming Amoeboids inside of Rilgar, because there's this one spawn point that you have near a Gadgetron station where you could actually use your weapons to level up that way. But I had leveled... I had uh, used so much that I forgot to collect a lot of the bolts, because... The literally the entire ground was nothing but bolts, essentially, that you could pick up. And because there are so much geometry, so much, like, things it will spawn up at a specific point, I got to the maximum point to where the game actually froze for a second and crashed. <laughs> oh, but I didn't lose any save data. I didn't lose any type of progress with that, but... No, man. It's like the Ed Ratchet and Clank, I felt like was a fun experience. You know, the story was what it was and stuff but at the same time the gameplay was fun i did like a lot of the whimsical nature and stuff the the woody banner between that sort of like a, a saturday morning cartoon sort of vibe and stuff you have dr nefarious you have drek you have captain quark and stuff the not so subtle the not so subtle like traitor in regards to that stuff oh uh, man it's, it was actually pretty funny where it's like there's an achievement called et 2 quark where it's like there's a specific like thing at the deplanetizer to where if you hit the door, uh, like, this one section that's hidden off and stuff, this, this door is, like, hit a certain way. You can actually overhear him talking about, like, talking to his, like, his streaming audience or something like that on the computer <laughs> on top of Drek's ship, and he's supposed to be, like, uh, facing off against Drek or trying to confront him and stuff. And it's like, oh, what is my most redeeming quality? Loyalty. <laughs> the most, uh, that honestly, is the most ironic statement imaginable because he's a fucking traitor. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, Ratchet and, Clank, Ratchet and Clank 2016, that game 
after going through the game twice, I can consider that game pretty great in that regards. I feel that it definitely deserves to be... It definitely is one of the best games on that PlayStation 4. When it first released, and even up to now, you know, it's enough to warrant going through Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart and stuff and experiencing what that has to offer. Which, from what I've seen from the state of play, hell, I had a lot of... I had a lot of like uh, interest in looking at the state of play stuff after completing the Ratchet and Clank like about a week ago. But yeah, that looks fantastic from what I've seen. But going on to the next game I've played, I've played some Pac-Man '99. Oh, okay, cool. Well, right. here's the thing, man. It's like I love Pac-Man. I definitely had a lot of uh, fun going to the 360 versions. I remember unlocking a lot of the achievements for Miss Pac-Man for a lot of the Pac-Man games in there. What was that Pac-Man? The, they like remade like a oh man, what was that? It was oh like man, a Geometry was, Wars Pac-Man game. Dude, there was like uh, Pac-Man DX. There was like Pac-Man like champ, DX Champion stuff. I can't, there was like one on the 360 mm-hmm. uh, that came out a Pac-Man game that I really got into. It was like a blast, Pac-Man. Oh man, it must have been like Pac-Man DX or something like that, man. It might have been. Um, um, let me look it up. So, go ahead though. I'm sorry. What's interesting about it? It's it's sort of similar to other types of battle royale games where it's like you against 98 other people playing Pac-Man at the same time. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, man, it's super fun playing an arcade game against a lot of everyone else because it's kind of different than say like a Tetris or like say a Mario 99 or even against like say like Fall Guys or something where you're just on the board, you're collecting power pellets. There's you eat the fruit, and all of a sudden you have the ghosts, the little miniature ghosts, or some appear on the side that you can just go through and collect. Once you do that, once you get a power pellet, you can get this like cluster of ghosts and stuff going along the screen, and you can just chomp them all like one at a time and stuff. Eventually, until you get rid of all of them and stuff. I have not played any of the single player type of aspect because I haven't really invested inside of buying the game i just downloaded it for free because it was offered for free for on the nintendo switch online stuff which i currently re-upped like this past week the game is fast frantic fun definitely is fun the top let's see the best time i actually did have the best game i got all the way up to like about 22 i want to say rank 22 so it's definitely got that addictive factor to where i would like to keep on playing it and stuff and i just I don't play it to go and get the first place every single time. I play it so I can incrementally get better and understand what exactly I want to do in terms of each round. Because there will be some games, like another type of Battle Royale games, where you play it and you like lose like, a couple of uh, seconds in, or you'll just go through and just go through like a big old jaunt all the way up until like uh, you have a cluster of people left. But man, i got to admit, man, if you have a Nintendo Switch, this is definitely a game you should download, you should try out. Even if it's not your cup of tea, it's definitely worth a shot because of how trippy it can be playing Pac-Man with so many other people. I mean, there are some people that love to play fucking Pac-Man because, mm-hmm. man, there's a lot of good players that uh, I've been coming across. But what's kind of hilarious about it, it's like, there will be, there will actually be shadows of like little Pac-Man and stuff like that that will pop up to prevent your progress, especially if like the other players have gone through and eliminated a bunch of ghosts or this or that and stuff, it'll actually slow down Pac-Man for like a brief second. But if you go through a cluster of them and you're chasing a ghost, the ghost will get you. So that's part of 
like uh, a way the game design is presented to where hey if you don't do this fast enough and some other players were going to box you in in regards to slowing you down and you're going to die eventually <laughs> but yeah that game is pretty fun but the the game that i have been playing that i picked up yesterday and i've already spent quite a bit on is new pokemon snap me too me too yes so Tyler, I know you and I both play New Pokemon Snap. I am interested in hearing your point of view of it first. So okay. Um, so ahead. to be fair, uh, I've only played the first level. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, I was gonna play it. My plan. I only got to play it a little bit last night. This Saturday, once again, I was recording this. Came out. I'm very burpy. Sorry. Um, came out Friday, um, and I only got to play it for a little bit. But then I, I had to work, so I couldn't stay up too late to play it. And then I was going to play it when I got home and then obviously spent my entire afternoon figuring out what the fuck happened to our podcast. Um, so I've only been able to play like about an hour or so of it. Um, played the first level. Um, seems okay. Seems like It just seems like more Pokemon Snap, which is kind of really what I wanted. Uh, I, I do have some small nitpicks as far as like the – I don't like the star system. Right now we're like – so you get one, two, three, or four stars for – for each Pokemon, you get like you know you get ex- basically experience points or points for doing it, but uh, for the pictures you take, but um, based off of how centered they are, what they're doing, or where they're looking, or how close you are, or whatever, blah blah blah, and like what sucks is like like one time I took a picture of a Pokemon, I had two stars, um, so I, I I'm like oh okay I, I, you after you 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 complete a level. You take all the pictures. You have to like. You can only pick one picture of each Pokemon at, at the end. So I'll have six pictures of, um, I don't know, name uh, name of Pokemon from the first level. Um, I'm drawing a blank on them right now. Um, <laughs> like, but, say, if you have a six pictures of a Pichu. Pichu, yeah, something like that. Good, yeah, that's a good one. Um, you can only pick one. You, 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 it'll tell you like you have five pictures. You have five one star pictures. You have one two star picture. And you got to figure out, okay, which one of these is probably a two star, and so you like, oh, I know, but if you pick the wrong one, you pick a one star, uh, you that one's gone, it's gone forever. But I don't, I don't like is like, all right, so one of them I had like I had zero one stars of, but I had uh, multiple two stars of, of that Pokemon. So I picked that one obviously, picked my favorite one of all. The, there's like three two star pictures. I just picked my favorite one of the three, picked it, but I only got the the points for doing a two star. So that means I have to go back and take a picture of that one and also get a one star on top of that. So you can't just get like, say you take a picture of a Pokemon first time out, you get four stars as the max for a Pokemon. You get four stars first time out. You don't, they don't, doesn't, there's no trickle down banging here. There's no trickle down economics, Gables. They don't, Nintendo and Pokemon don't give a fuck about Ronald Reagan. There's no trickle down nothing. You just get four stars. So that means you gotta go back and take pictures of them again and get a three star. Go back, get a two star, and go back and get a one star. So that kind of bums me out a little bit here. Like this, like I said, I'm very early on. Overall, I'm enjoying the game. It's like I I just want more Pokemon Snap, and it seems like that's what it is. I don't know how long it goes on for, but it's like uh, that that that's kind of uh, that's my one negative. But you like you you told me for you played a few hours of it. Um, I like I said, growing up with with this game. I love Pokemon Snap, so, but to me, it's like Pokemon Snap was like, the, I never owned Pokemon Snap. I rented Pokemon Snap, or I played with friends. 
remember going over to Justin's and 100 percenting that game with Justin because I think he rented it, but I also rented it. I remember like one of my favorite like fondest memories is like coming with my dad with like in the winter. Um, he would uh, he grown up my entire life. He's been a truck driver, so in the winter he gets laid off. He, you know, so he's sitting at home. Um, I remember one one day coming home from school. I take the bus uh, to and from school, get out, walking home, walk through the door. And my dad and his friend are playing Pokemon Snap on Nintendo 64. Um, you know, it's like a game they ran for me. And they're playing Pokemon Snap on N64. Fuck a Pokemon game. You know, and they're they're usually they're playing Virtua Fighter on PlayStation or, you know, so what the Call of Duty Big Red One or something like that. Nah, they're playing fucking Pokemon Snap. And it's just like, <laughs> it's like the way I looked at it, it was like that game was a perfect because like you you finish it in a couple hours. If you really want to 100 percent it, it only take you five hours. And it's like that was a big thing with it. Like when this, like that was my concern when this game came out. Was like, is this worth sixty bucks? And right now, early on, maybe as as like the the kid in me saying, yeah, I could see, I could see that. Like if you have kids, I think that, yeah, they'll be playing. This. Like I think if you're like maybe for someone like us, like you have fond memories of it or you heard about it, but you don't like you're not a big fan. You weren't a big fan, or maybe I don't know. You just want to check it out. But what sucks is Nintendo games never go down in price, so it's like I can't say wait for a sale. But if you could find it for forty bucks, maybe a year from from now, check it out. But uh, yeah, so far, like I said, I'm very early. I should I don't want to go like too hard on a judgment. Um, but I'm I'm wondering like, are they doing some kind of bullshit like padding out like replayability stuff? But I mean, Gables, you're, you're a few hours in. I want to hear more of your take. All right, so I understand the, I understand the thoughts in regards to the whole like uh, star numbering in that regards to the specific pictures because I understand that they're prob they want to enforce people to replay the levels over and over in regards to collecting different types of photos, this and that. But at the same time, I understand why they want you to select one Pokemon per like. Oh trip. yeah. I don't and have a problem with that. Sure. I just have a problem. Yeah. I, I, that's that's from the original. I like that idea. Pick your favorite one of that, or pick the one you think is the best one. My problem is, is like, you know, if I if I if right away have a four star, give me the three, two, and one. Trickle it down. You know, trickle down economics. That's right. That's, you know, but that's my that's my like picking one per thing. That's totally fine. That makes complete sense to me. Uh, I just yeah, I, I just don't want to have to like like purposely take shitty pictures. You know, because I took a too good of a picture the first time around. But go on, I'm sorry. Right, I, right, I understand that. With new Pokemon Snap, this game, from what I have played of it so far, has surprised me quite a bit. It surprised me in a way which I actually was not expecting, and that was the amount of creativity I was having. You know, the amount of creativity and fun I was having in terms of not just going through a lot of the different creatures and taking bits of photos this and that you know but uh yeah i have played a little bit more of the game i've played roughly around three and a half hours and that was between yesterday and today i have gotten to a point in the game to where and i i could say this, this is kind of like a mini spoiler so it's not like something major but it, there will eventually come where it's like you'll get presented with like uh, two like islands you could choose from mm-hmm. you know you have one that's one element and one that's like of the other element in terms of different types of Pokemon. But uh, you can go it any way that you want. Like, so you want to go with one over the other and stuff, you have the aspect to do so. But in that regards, 
what I do like, <coughs> oh, pardon me, COVID. is, nah, but what I do like is it separates the different types of uh, island things, you know, the different places you have to visit into day and night cycles to mm-hmm. where you'll have day one, it's like you'll have just during the day, you'll have night, and then on occasion you'll have like things like, say like, uh, you'll have a special one and stuff that you can go through. It's like picture special creatures in that regards to a specific extent. But I do like the aspect that they go through and level up in regards to what you can go through and do. Like, for example, I am, I have done like about uh, three different areas so far. Yeah. I think it was like three different areas so far. I've gotten level two, rank two for the, for day and night on all okay. of them so far. So quintessentially, quintessentially throughout this three, these uh, three separate areas and stuff like that, I've went through them like quintessentially six times minimum. And that's from doing like uh, so much just to get the rank two on the day and, and night cycles for all of these different places. There's a bunch of different Pokemon, different types of variety. There's a lot of experimentation you can do in regards to not only causing the Pokemon to do a specific event or do like a specific type of thing that you want them to do or come across with like unusual facial expressions. But a lot of the fun I'm discovering is just basically going through and just screwing around with things. Like when you go past a certain tree inside of one of the earlier levels and stuff, there's like a tree like with a hole and this and that. You toss like a fluff fruit or something inside of it. You'll see a picky pack that's like hidden somewhere inside of it and also just pops out like what, what the hell was that? You know, and you can get just uh, photograph the reaction of that and this and that. <laughs> it's like you said, there's a hole up there and you toss something at it. And there's a little picky pet. I don't know why. <laughs> I just killed me. <laughs> there's a little oh hole in there. Gosh. Throw fruit at it. Picky pet. I have no idea what a picky pet is. <laughs> it is hilarious. I, I, I like Pokemon. A, I, I gotta look up a fucking picky pet. This is amazing. Well, picky pack is a Pokemon that was introduced in Gen 7 inside of the Alola re- in the Alolan region and stuff. It's essentially just like a miniature, almost like a woodpecker. I, I looked up picky pack and I got a song by called Pika Pika by Steve Aoki and the Loopers. I don't. I'm thinking you're just making <laughs> shit up. Pick e. How do you spell it? Tell how do you spell it? So P I K let's see. I and then P E C K. Okay. That makes a lot of sense what you just said. Picky Pecker. Oh, he's adorable. <laughs> I feel bad for laughing at him, but he's adorable. Well, but, no, well, wait, no, I just saw I just seen his final evolve status. He looks like two 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 can Sam. So uh well, I, yeah, that was one of the common critiques of that Final yeah. Evolution, but the damn that damn Pokemon was pretty fun to play as because the fucking thing was like had its own separate like like awesome attack that just basically uses fucking like uh, his fucking bill or something like that is like a colossal damage sort of shit. But uh, <clears throat> as I was saying in that regard, you'll discover certain secrets to where you'll find a Pokemon appearing out of a tree, or it'll lead you in a specific type of area and stuff where you can actually photograph, like, uh, photograph it in that regards. But what I'm loving is it gives you the incentive to go back after you get, like, certain aspects. Like, you say, like, if you 
to get fluff fruits or you get like specific items you can use on different Pokemon to either illuminate them or cause them to do like different things and stuff in that regards. I'm really loving how the game looks. The game runs fairly well and honestly for for something that's still like in 1080p and like the, with the limitations of the graphical stuff currently with the Switch, it does look fairly well. Hmm. The, the one thing I have seen so far, especially when with my big TV and stuff that I got in my background, I have it docked. I've been playing it docked, but I noticed just a little bit of a cutoff thing in terms of like uh, not formatting well, like on the screen itself. Okay, I noticed that too. Where like, um, in like the bottom right corner, part yeah. of like the like press this button, you know, press the A button or the X button, that does get cut off. I'm wondering yeah, if there's sometimes. Like, I mean, it Sorry, just feels like that this game was not really formatted too well to fit on like TV screens, but more or less more like on a handheld sort of experience. Yeah, well, that's I mean, what it kind of feels like. There's there are games where you can like format the screen a little bit and like bring it in some more or whatever. But um, this one doesn't have that option. Yeah, usually you get it up front. I haven't gone to the settings to look. Um, I have gone to the settings, and there okay. isn't anything that I could see currently that I could adjust the screen in regards to fitting it inside the tv it may just be me but i would have to double check inside of the game's menu in of itself because that's something i kind of feel like that uh that's quintessentially important especially if you want to get the best kind of picture element out of it so you're not missing things like i know i have been like somewhat but uh i've also had to adjust the sensitivity of the control sticks because i felt they were too slow in regards to the reactions times that i've had so from default they're on the uh, level four and sensitivity for both like the reticle and also for the camera i set them up to about six or something like that or yeah like around six because i felt like it was a lot more response like much more of a good response for me to moving left right whatever it's going to send you almost the same type of sensitivity experience when I play like a first-person shooter or like whatever. Because honestly, it feels like when I'm doing like react reactionary type of things, when I'm photographing a Pokemon, it just feels like I'm missing something because they're going by so quick. Especially in front of the screen. <laughs> Especially if like you start off in the course and all of a sudden you just see something just kind of fly by your face. Like, what the fuck was that? And like all of a sudden... <laughs> I've had that happen a couple different times to where either a... Either a random Pokemon flies by my face, which is honestly like maybe like a Picky Peck or like a Talo or like a fucking, oh god, or uh, inside of one stage I was at, there was like this big old like dragonfly thing. It's called a Yon Mega, right? But uh, this dragonfly just comes by like uh, right at the top left corner, and you'll completely miss it if like say you are not like looking up at that moment in time. But if you look like straight ahead. Like, you have to literally look all over the place just to see if, like, you're missing a Pokemon doing this or doing that or whatsoever. And on top of that, scanning items and different types of aspects to get, like, little clues on what Pokemon will do what or do where. A good example of that is on the very first course on the day one, if you come back with a fluff fruit and stuff, it's like you, you have a scan or something like, wow, this, this group of, like, food right here looks like it was, like, uh cooked or something what the hell made that and all of a sudden you put a fluff fruit and stuff and all of a sudden you have a creature goes through and it kind of like you know uh heats up the thing with its own like attack and stuff like oh oh okay and if you take a picture of that that's like a three star sort of like uh thing you know 
but I'm loving the customization portion of uploading the pictures that you take online because it gives you a lot of different options in order for you to not only edit it, but also give it its own captions and stuff. Obviously, you can't post any type of inappropriate, like, pictures or inappropriate, like, freaking captions when you upload things. No, yeah, pick I've already a, seen... no pick a peck that dick pics. <laughs> but, yeah, I've already seen, like, uh, Nintendo taking down, like, pictures I haven't necessarily have seen. Like, a lot of the pictures that some people have uploaded up, but it's already people are taking them down. <laughs> so you're so saying... fairly serious. So you're totally saying there might you. be pick a peck dick pics out there. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if someone right. tried to put... Google.com, say search off. Let's see what we got. <laughs> oh, but uh, what's interesting is some of the pictures that I've uploaded, they've actually received... They, you can actually receive, like, likes or, like, sweet, like, uh, ratings or something by individual users online while playing the game. So if you go back to, like, your... If you go back to the lab and stuff, and you go to different types of uh, features, let's say if you go to your album and stuff, you can check some of your pictures that you've taken. You can actually save them to an album, or you can actually, if you do it that way, you can actually save it onto the Switch itself, so you can share it off to like different platforms if you choose to. I definitely love what I have taken pictures of so far, because I've gotten... I literally have gotten, like, a couple of pictures that have made me laugh out loud. Like, I have a picture of this Pokemon by the name of Ariados, right? Which is basically a tarantula with, like, an extra pair of legs on its back of its thorax and stuff. And it was, like, basically standing up on end because it was so pissed because I threw, like, a, a fruit at it, right? And I'm like, I it had, it's up like this. And so I got the most appropriate, like, uh, frame for it because it was angry. So I got the little angry sort of, like, scrunching thing that... Like, say, certain anime characters get if they get angrier and this and that. And all of a sudden, it's like a oh. dramatic pose. And for the caption of it, I just have it in all caps screaming, My CABBAGES! <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's just basically an Aria does just screaming at the sky or something like that. But there's nothing there. <laughs> but uh, I do love the community aspect of it. There were some very fucking creative like people out there that have already put so much like fun photos online one of my very favorites is like there's a picture of like grookey and pichu that was trending they have sun they have like glasses on this and like that it just is titled nwa <laughs> that's pretty good i like that one a lot so that's one of the best aspects of this game that i've encountered so far i you know what i've enjoyed a lot of what i've gone through and uh, played through the courses and snapping a lot of different creatures but the, the creativity of the community aspect and uploading onto Nintendo servers and seeing what people are coming up with, that's been one of the most enjoyable portions of it, too. Because a lot of people are loving this game, you know? I'm loving this game so far. This has definitely been a surprising game for me. Like, I knew going in, I was a big fan of Pokemon Snap back in the day. I was one of those kids that owned Pokemon Snap. Went through, completed it. I actually have it. On the Wii U's virtual console, I actually downloaded it a couple of years ago, played through it again. It's still a fun experience, mm -hmm. and there are definitely aspects I feel that they improved on from the original game. And I feel like there's parts where it's better than the original game. I mean, honestly, by a mile. And one of the key complaints that I feel like they've addressed in this game so far, it's like you, 
in the original Pokemon Snap, you can complete it in, like, in a couple of hours if you know what you were doing. And for me, like, the first week, I completed it pretty much in a week. Which was, like, almost, like, five, six hours or something like that. But I'm already up to that point where, like, four hours. I'm like, oh, well, you know, there's still a bunch of shit I can do. But, yeah, the complaint about, like, the different type of stars to take for certain Pokemon, certain pictures, I mean, it's not really as explainable. They don't go into details in regards to what classifies what as a one-star picture or a two-star picture. You're pretty much left to figure it out on your own. It's pretty cumbersome, but I have gotten four-star pictures. I have gotten some threes and stuff, but it's kind of confusing when you have to try to figure out what's a two-star picture, what it's classified as. It really won't. It really won't let you know unless you go into that foray and then you, when you go to pick, like pick a picture and stuff with the professor, it'll actually show what type of stars and this and it'll tell you, and the professor will tell you why that this is this type of gray yeah. and this and that. But more classification, just more clarification on what classifies as a one-star photo or a four-star photo. And basically what I was left to grasp is if it's doing some type of emotion, if you got like the Pokemon Center on the screen or you have like the big old facial expressions or whatsoever, or if there's some sort of like event or something to where it's doing something different than what it should be or like, then it's mostly interesting. Then it'll be like a four star or some shit. But you know what? I'm fairly enjoying this game, Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I'm going to play more of it. I'm enjoying it. I I, I don't know if I'm going to get as deep. It's probably going to be those games I've probably played through and beat all the levels. I don't think that's going to be something I go back to and try to get all, like, four-star, three-star, two-star. Well, yeah. Things. You but, know, it's yeah. like, for our listeners, you know, mileage is going to vary, you know? This may be the type of game you'll probably be bored by, or this may be the type of game where it's like, hey, it's chill enough to where I'm just going to go forth and just screw around with it and see what I'm going to see what I end up with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna keep playing more of it. I'll talk about more next week. So I'm uh, I'm sure Gables and I, but I'm no, I know Gables will play it more, and I'm sure I will as well. So uh, so I got tomorrow off as well. So I'm looking forward to jumping into that when I get up in the morning, drink some nice, beautiful, delicious coffee, playing some Pokemon Snap, and finally watching the season finale Invincible. But uh, yeah, I think that will wrap it up for this week. So um, real quick, once again, we are not at all places. We are at some places. Uh, check us out. Uh, we are on Spotify and uh, Podbean as of right now. Also on YouTube and Twitter, uh, not tw- well, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch as well. So like, follow, subscribe, five stars. Obviously, we need it now more than ever because we are starting all over again. So the more people I can go out there, we really would appreciate it. Um, like I said, I'm working on have more details next week about where we're out. And hopefully, we can keep continuing getting in more and more places uh, and get us back to. Hopefully where we where we were again shortly, but uh, until next time, Gables. I, I, I was Tyler, and I have been Colonel Gables. So until next time, I hope that you have yourself a good day. I hope you guys are playing some fantastic games. And honestly, for those of you that are listening that have been with us, or if you're new coming into the fray. Thank you for listening to a fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerd Podcast. Yeah. Too sweet, man. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya. See ya.